Do you like my green drink? I love this stuff. It's energy. Liquid IV. Green tea, lemon. It's awesome. Because I'm not going to lie. We had a long week. Weekend, I should say. And I'm uh, a little tired. You know, the peace of God was just coming over me during communion. And I began to drift into his presence. And I had to come back. <laughs> He's so good. Well, how you folks doing? Doing good? Hey, I see some new faces. My name is Zach, by the way, one of the pastors here. Uh, and I'm privileged to be sharing the message this morning. We had that retreat to kind of sculpt uh, our vision and mission a little bit better. And we are going to have a uh, vision casting night sometime time in the future. So we really want to encourage you. If you're watching at home, please consider coming to this. Just and everybody here because this is going to this is going to push us into the future. This is where we're, this is the trajectory that we're going to be on as a family, as a church. And so we want to encourage everybody here to come out to this vision night so that we can all be on the same page, so that we can all move together as one body and one mind. Amen? Yeah, we're, we want to be a unified body, a unified church. And we spent a lot of time, a lot of effort in, in coming up with these things, so we hope you like it. I think you will. It's going to be great. Anyway, how many of you enjoying Proverbs, this vision, this wisdom series? Yeah? I hear two yeses. It could have been the same person. <laughs> if you're at home and you're saying yes, smash that like button. Smash that like button. Smash the subscribe button. <laughs> Hit the bell notification so you always know when we drop a video every Sunday. Amen. <laughs> but wisdom, wisdom, Proverbs, getting, I've been getting slapped in the face with truth. And it's been so good. I learned something about myself. And I think it's very applicable to everybody. Every human being on the planet, I think this is applicable to. But I have learned that I am not wise 100% of the time. And I am not a fool 100% of the time. Yeah? I can be a fool one day, and be the wisest person the next day. I will move around and act differently, say different things, depending on how I am spiritually. If I am healthy, then I'm going to be wise. I'm going to do good things. If I am weak, I'm going to do bad things. And I started thinking about this in, in like a, a chart. So you have, what is this one? What is this, the x-axis, y? Y, like, when I exited high school, that stuff exited my brain. So <laughs> we have... Being wise up here at the top, and we have being a fool here on the bottom, okay? Wisdom, foolishness. 
we have on the x-axis, we have been healthy and weak. Okay. Ooh, WWK. We for weak. If I am weak, okay, let, let, let me regress a little bit. Say everything is going good, right? You know, job's going good, family's doing good, nobody's sick, we got food on the table, we're able to take vacations, blah, 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 everything is golden. This is where I'm going to reside with my decision-making process and my thought process and my words, how I talk to people, interact with people, I am going to be more or less wise because I'm healthy. And I'm just taking COVID for an example, okay? Insert any situation. Okay. COVID hits, okay? I start sliding. Now I'm, now I'm scared. I'm scared of dying. I'm scared of being sick. Not only that, I can't work. I can't provide. And I'm sliding from being healthy. I start sliding to becoming more weak. These healthy decisions... And these wise decisions and actions and thought processes and, 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 speak and speech begins to fade. And I start sliding here to more foolish things. I notice that when I'm weak, when I am not healthy, I'm depressed struggling, I turn to old habits, old thought processes. I start to think of different, the, the ways that were foolish in the past. For some, for some of us, it could be drinking, lying, you know, When we're weak, we slide into a much more foolish way of life. And I, I, I feel like everybody can relate to this. I don't care how old you are, how young you are. My daughter, when she's tired, when she's not feeling good, she is a pain sometimes. She is crying. She flops herself on the floor. I've probably done it when I was a kid. My grandma called me the demon child for a little bit because I was all over the place. But when we are unhealthy, we operate in a much more foolish area. When we are healthy, we operate much more wise in what we do. Amen. How many of you can identify with that? Yeah, not just me. Okay, amen. Good. You know, because of this, because God brought this to my attention, I have a better chance now of seeing and acting wise. Because now I can see, I can notice myself sliding from a healthy place into a weaker place. Then therefore, I can catch myself and begin to change. Does that make sense? 
when we can see the change in us, we can begin to move. We can change what's going on, change a mindset, change a, a situation, get out of a situation if need be in order to make ourselves healthy again. Amen? So I'm going to unpack uh, just one aspect of this, okay? We're going to be talking about what we say, okay? This is applicable not just to what we say, but what we do and how we think as well. Not just what we say. But the title of the message is A Slip of the Tongue. A Slip of the Tongue. How many of you have ever had your tongue slip before? Yeah. <laughs> Dad. How, how, many of, how many of those slips were good? Anybody? Because that would be awesome. <laughs> that would be awesome. And I'm going to share a little, a little story about that later. Benjamin Franklin said, a slip of the foot you may soon recover, but a slip of the tongue you may never get over. Never get over. What leaves your mouth, you cannot take that back. Right? As soon as it comes out, we cannot take it back. It is out there. Whoever heard it, heard it. Not only that, but there's something creative within our words. There's a power behind it. Proverbs 18, 20 to 21. We're going to read this together on the count of three. Ready? One, two, three. From the fruit of a man's mouth, his stomach is satisfied. He is satisfied by the yield of his lips. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruits. There is power. The power of death and life reside in the spoken word. They reside in the spoken word. Okay? And that's amazing. It's amazing because we can think about who God is and how he created the world. Yeah? How did he create it? He spoke it into existence. That's just one example. Another example is Ezekiel. Speaking to dry bones and having them come back to life. All because of God telling him to speak to it. Another cool example is Zechariah. When, when John the Baptist was, was in the womb, he was going to be born. He did not believe or have faith in what God had told him. And God had to make him mute until the birth of his child. In order to preserve the destiny of who his child was to become. You think about that. As a father, what he said about his unborn child was that important that God had to make him mute. Crazy, yeah? It makes me think about all the things that I said <laughs> before then. But the creative power that is in our words is extremely important. And it is something that God has given to us because we were created in his image. Amen? Yeah? We're created in his image. And so, therefore, we have this creative power within what we say. And speaking of power in what we say, how many of you watch Harry Potter? Anybody? Yeah, some of us. I have a clip from Harry Potter to... I thought it was fun to, 
to just think about this. Okay, you play that. I spent the summer devising a whole new Quidditch program. We are going to train earlier, harder, and longer. What? I don't believe it. Where do you think you're going, Flint? Quidditch practice. I booked the pitch for Gryffindor today. Easy, Wood. I've got a note. Uh-oh, I smell trouble. I, Professor Severus Snape, do hereby give the Slytherin team permission to practice today. Owing to the need to train their new seeker. You've got a new seeker. Who? Malfoy? That's right. And that's not all that's new this year. Those are Nimbus 2001s. How did you get those? A gift from Draco's father. You see, Weasley, unlike some, my father can afford the best. At least no one on the Gryffindor team had to buy their way in. They got in on pure talent. No one asked your opinion, you filthy little mudblood. She'll pay for that one, Malfoy. Eat slugs! <laughs> you okay, Ron? Say something! <laughs> No, Colin, get out of the way. Uh, let's take him to Hagrid. <laughs> He'll know what to do. Uh, those who love it will eat its fruits. The law of sowing and reaping. If we sow death, if we sow that 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 negative words into somebody's life those cursing words into somebody's life we will we will reap that in our own but if we sow life into people and give encouragement and show love and respect and honor with with our words and our actions then we will reap the benefits of that in our own lives amen Ron tried to curse somebody, and then he ended up getting cursed. And so he was literally eating his curse. Crazy. When we let our tongue slip, when we share a secret that we weren't supposed to, or within an argument, we say something we, we knew was going to hurt the person because, because we just wanted to see them hurt as well. When we do those things, we're all we're operating out of a place of weakness. Yeah? Like we're hurt, we want to see them hurt. We we feel powerless, so we need some power. We're unhappy, so we want to make somebody else unhappy. A place of weakness some a lot of times will dictate our actions. When we are weak, we will say and do foolish things. And when we are strong, we will say and do wise things. Amen? And I love that, that we're not just stuck in this area. We're not just stuck in weakness. But we can move to a, to a place of healthiness so that we can operate in a much better place. Amen? 
You know, personally in my life, I, I've, I've seen myself sliding, especially in my past. When I was in middle school, I operated here. This is where I lived in middle school. I lived in a place of unhealthy weakness. And the power of the spoken word became very, very true and apparent in my life. I was weak. I started having thoughts that nobody loved me, nobody cared about me. If I were to die, nobody even blink an eye, life would move on and it would be fine. Even to the point where they would be happy if I was gone. I had those thoughts. Then I began to speak them out loud to myself when I was alone. I would have those thoughts and I'd start and I'd just say it. And it led to more, more thoughts, thoughts of suicide. I look back on that and I, and I think about the power of the spoken word. Maybe I wouldn't have had those suicidal thoughts if I never began to spoke it over, speak it over my life. If I never began to confess it. Maybe if I changed my mindset, realized, no, my family loves me, and I slide back. I come back a little bit more. You know, they would be, they would miss me because they love me so much. Come back to a little bit more. Recognizing when we are falling and sliding into a place of weakness can help us to change our mindset. Amen. It says in the word that as a man thinketh in his heart, so he is. As a man thinketh in his heart, so he is. If we're in this place of weakness, our mind is just teeters. We think negatively, we think foolishly, we make foolish decisions, we say foolish things. And God challenges us to not do those things. He challenges us to not do those things. However, we still do that. I'm going to share my own personal life a little bit more. So... How many of you have uh, arguments or heated discussions with your uh, with your spouse or or friend, family member, whatever it may be? How many of you had those? Yeah, some heated discussions. We'll say heated discussions. Okay. When there's a heated discussion between my wife and I, I usually start up here in this area. Okay, I start up here in this area. Remember why? Some, some, maybe, maybe it's a little bit bigger. Yeah, it's like this. Somewhere, in, somewhere in this this general vicinity. Okay, sometimes, sometimes it's higher, lower. You get the point. When it starts off, as the heated discussion continues, I start to stay. Up here, 
in front of her face. Did you catch that? Yeah? When I'm in front of her, when we're talking face to face, I make a conscious effort to stay here. But when I'm by myself, <laughs> that's where I go. Anybody relate to that? <laughs> that's, that's scary. And I find myself, when I'm weak and by myself, trust me, when you're by yourself and you're weak, that is horrible. It's the worst time. You need people around you. Small groups, get them. People in your life that can help you. Okay, by myself, weak, I reside here. I start thinking about uh, all, all, the, all the ways that I've, I feel like I've been wronged, hurt, blah, 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 and I start to see it. Okay, now I'm seeing it. That's where I start to get convicted. I start sliding back towards being healthy again, more strong. I hear God's voice come in, and he's like, you were wrong to do that. You shouldn't do that. I repent. I come back to him, and I'm just like, God, I'm so sorry for doing that. And then I begin to, I, I begin to go back up to this area by praying for her, blessing her, and it just out loud by myself, you know, I repent and I begin to talk good and, and, and say how thankful I am for her life, for her being there for me, with me, and blessing her. And God begins to, to change my heart and move me back to a place, a place of, of health. You know, what I want to see happen personally, this is what I want to see. I want to see that when I leave those, those heated arguments, that I stay up here, that I don't fall down in this area. Yeah? And that's going to take time. It's hard. It's hard not to do. So out of the, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. When we store up all of this junk sometimes, it, what comes out is going to be junk, right? Comes out, what we want to store in is good things in our heart. Put the word in our heart so that the word comes out. Amen? The, so, one of the, when, when I was in high school, there's this one kid, we prayed for him to, to receive the Holy Spirit, and like, he didn't speak in tongues, goes home, He's having this argument with his mom. Argument with his mom. Okay. This is just the grace of God. Okay. They're arguing, arguing, arguing. He gets so mad. He's going to cuss his mom out. And as soon as he's about to, to cuss his mom out, he starts speaking in tongues. How's that? He starts speaking in the spirit. In a perfect language where she would not be cursed. That is not death. It's just complete straight up life. Isn't that amazing? Like, I love that because sometimes we need God's grace in our lives. Not sometimes, all the time. We need his grace. 
especially in those moments, to help us to act, say, and do wise things and healthy things. Amen? Speaking life is deliberate. Speaking death is deliberate. It is a choice that we make. Whatever the reason why or the source of that choice, we make that choice. It is a choice that we make. James 3, 8 8 to 12, it says, But no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. With, With it we bless our Lord and Father, and with it we curse people who are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come blessings and curses. My brothers, these things ought not to be so. Does a spring pour forth from the same opening, both fresh and salt water? Can a fig tree, my brothers, bear olives or a grapevine produce figs? Neither can a salt pond yield fresh water. It is not, it should not be so that we bless and curse with our words. God wants it for us to be all blessings. Hard. Super hard. Super hard. But I look at this as an encouragement. Because even though I cannot, even though I cannot tame my tongue, that it is impossible for me, he still uses me. He still loves me. He still gives me a second chance, a third chance, a fourth chance to serve and to love him and to change it around. Amen? He gives us his grace. It's so good. Gracious words are like a honeycomb sweetness to the soul and health to the body. When we have these these moments of weakness, one of the things that will help us is is to pray in tongues because it's a heavenly perfect language and with it, Therefore, we can speak perfect. We can have perfect creation, creative power that is perfect because we are speaking in a heavenly language. Amen. And that's so encouraging to know that when I'm in a place of weakness, that I can, instead of falling here, I can be weak, pray in a perfect language. That'll help me slide back to healthiness. Amen. And Mana has a great soap uh, that he did this past week that I'd love for him to share. So, you give a hand to Mana. Uh, first service, I told a joke. I'm not going to do the same joke. Um, if you guys don't know, in Hawaii, Christianity, a lot of Hawaiians accepted Christianity very well. The Hawaiians love celebrating God so much, they gave him a new name. Guess what they called him? Yehovah. No, no. Okay, that was, okay, I admit that was dry. Uh, for those you don't know, in Hawaiian language, uh, Hawaiians translated Jehovah into Yehovah. So, there's a bit of knowledge. Okay? I know it was dry. I love telling dad jokes. It's, it's, I don't know. I just love watching dad jokes. Um, 
Okay, a bit of transparency and honesty. Uh, I shared this in the first service too, that it's not easy to do soaps. Um, I've been saved since high school, and I remember when Pastor John first like taught us soaping, like it was easy, or it it felt easier because when you get saved, you're like, I just want to know Jesus all the time. I just want to spend spend time with God 24/7. So soaping was like, read the Bible, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so profound. Like I gotta I gotta do another one, and it was so much easier to to soap, but having been Departed from high school, going on, oh my gosh, I think it's 16 years? I'm, I'm losing track. I just had my 31st birthday. I'm, I'm losing track. But it, it's become difficult because I'm, here I am, like, I'll be, like, reading John 3.16 for, like, the 150th time. I'm like, okay, God, I don't know what else I can get from John 3.16. Like, what's What's new? What's different? And it becomes hard because it's like, I don't want to be reading the same thing over and over again. But it's, soaping is like how we stay healthy. It's like, it's really a, it's a twofold thing because as you soap, you get to learn more about God. You become wiser, but you also become healthier because you know who you are in God. So... I did not do Proverbs like maybe most of you are doing. Uh, I was reading through Matthew, and I got the, my scripture is Matthew 28, 20. And it starts off with saying, Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Now, I've read, like, that's when he says the Great Commission, go out and tell the world. Like, I, I read the Great Commission many times over, and I'm like, what's, what's different? And the thing that stood out to me was when Jesus is saying, and be sure of this. I'm like, huh, I don't, I always remember the I'm with you always. I remember that, but the be sure part. So I, so that's my scripture. I get to my observation. I'm like, well, how sure am I that Jesus is with me? Like, I never asked that. Well, how sure am I of that? And there are times that, I feel like Jesus is not with me. I think there are times when we feel like Jesus isn't with us, that our problems are way too difficult. It's something that, like, oh, I, can't, I cannot believe that Jesus is, like, standing right here next to me. It's too hard. Or maybe for me, like, I sin. I feel unworthy. Like, why would Jesus want to be around me? I sin. I'm, like, doing foolish stuff. I'm being unhealthy. Why would he want to be around me? But the end of it all, God is always with us. Because it says that I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. Even if time ended, like kind of how the last two years with COVID felt, that the world was coming to an end, there's nothing going on, and it's just doom and gloom. But even if the age was to end, even if time stopped, God is still with us. And that's something that we can be sure of. And as I'm you know, observing this, I, the way I apply it to my life is I remember that each and every day God is with me. And I can be sure of that. And because of this fact that God is with me, I can be confident in teaching and discipling others in the commands he has given. Because that's the first part of verse 28. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. Because there are times where I'm like, how can I teach somebody? How can I show somebody who God is 
if I'm not right, if I'm not healthy, if I'm not wise, how can I do that? And it's a real big confidence killer. Um, but now that I know it, I can't be sure. And then prayer. Uh, see, I had a hard time figuring this out last, last service, but I'm just going to read my prayer again. Uh, thank you, God, for always being with me. Thank you that I can be sure and confident that you will never leave me. In this confidence in you, help me to teach and show others your commands and show them who you are. So I thank you for listening to my soap. And here's Pastor Zach. Thanks, Bono. God is with you. He's with me all the time. All the time. Whether we are healthy or we are weak, if we are being foolish or we are being wise, he is with you. He is with me. Amen. And so my hope and my prayer is that if you take anything away from this, it's to become aware. To become aware of when you're sliding from a place of health to a place of weakness. If you can be aware of that, you are going to be better equipped in order to come back. Okay? Be aware of when you're sliding and try your darndest, okay? Even when you are weak, to operate in a place of wisdom and love and grace and mercy. Amen? That's my hope and prayer. So let me pray. Father, we thank you so much that you are good, that you are gracious, that you are loving that you are powerful. We thank you that as our Lord and our Master, that as we follow you and obey you, God, that you are going to, to grow us, that you're going to help uh, keep us on this path of getting more and more like your Son, to more and more to taming our tongue. And so, Holy Spirit, as we go throughout our lives every single day, help us to become aware of where our heart is. Are we healthy? Are we being weak? And give us the strength and courage in order to operate in a place of wisdom when we're weak. Lord, we thank you so much that you have grace upon grace for us. We thank you, we love you, we honor you, and we want to bless your name. Pray for everybody here, Lord, bless them in Jesus' name, amen. Bless you. Awesome. Great job, Pastor Zach.